I don't want to put myself in an awkward position. So I'm like, okay, how about I just spend like five minutes of awkward telling this director I don't feel <laughs> comfortable than rather spend a month of awkward right. preparing for the show that I'm like, I don't feel ready for this. Welcome to Jesus and Juliet. I am here with Finley Copeland. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Finley is, I feel like you're one of my students, even though you're not. <laughs> <laughs> she actually goes to Samford, correct? Yes, ma'am. With um, Zoe, who's been on the podcast before, um, and another one of my students, Noah. Tell us, like, how did you, how did we get to know each other? So what's really cool was I, I, like you said, I'm friends with Noah and Zoe, but, um, I found your podcast just through like Instagram way before I ever knew that you were Noah and Zoe's theater teacher. And so I was just like talking about it to Noah and I was like, Hey, I just found this really cool podcast. It's like a Christian podcast, but for theater kids. And I was like, I love it. It's so amazing. And then he asked me, what's it called? And I said, Jesus and Juliet. And he said, that's my high school theater director. And I was <laughs> like, get out. That's so cool. No way. That is so funny. It's such a small world. It's crazy. It really is. It's so funny how that happened. And then I went to Zoe and I was like, this is your theater director? I had no idea how in the world it has this come like full circle. <laughs> I feel like she was in the room when I told a few of the seniors that I was going to start it. Oh, I'm almost positive. Like I remember a couple of the other ones that were in there, but I remember like saying, Hey, I think I'm going to start this podcast and I have the best students. So they're of course like, yeah, okay, do it. Um, that'll be so awesome. And I think she might've been in there whenever I first realized like that I was going to do it. Um, so that's really, really cool, but love them. Um, so I wanted to ask you to kind of, um, so you were raised Christian. I was. Okay. Yes, that talk about kind of that journey a little bit, because I know that for a lot of people, including myself, when you're like raised from a baby baby, like sometimes it's not your own, you know what I mean? And you haven't really like, you're just kind of doing what your parents ask you to do and going to church and stuff like that. And so, um, kind of talk about, you know, how that started from when you were younger and when you kind of started to adopt it on your own. Yeah. So I, like you said, grew up in church and it was where I just did it because my parents did it. Plus I live in the Bible belt. So it's like, that's just what you do. Um, and I loved it and I viewed more of church as like a social thing growing up. Um, I thought it was a great way to meet friends, great thing to like, just talk and hang out with people. But I didn't actually pursue the Lord up until um, my summer before seventh grade year. So I was still very young. I think I was about to turn 12, but it was really cool because growing up, even from a young age, I just felt like there was a void and it's strange to say, but like, I remember coming home around like fifth grade and telling my mom, like, 
I just, I don't know. I just feel sad and I don't know why. And I remember like, I just felt like I was struggling, but I didn't know what it was. I couldn't pinpoint it. And then the summer after my sixth grade year was when I really started getting involved in my church's youth group. And I started listening for the first time of like an understanding of what the Lord was trying to tell me. And it started to feel like every time I sat down in church, the Lord was speaking directly to me. And I remember just sitting there one day and I was just in awe because I was like this, he's speaking to me. Like this may be a pastor, but that is the Lord literally talking directly to me. And there was nobody else in the room. And I remember there was a guest speaker and I can't tell you what his message was, but I just remember I was just so amazed that I went up in front of everybody and just kneeled down at the altar and my parents came with me and I just, I gave it all to God and I was shaking and trembling. And a lot of people are like, that is so young, but I, I knew, I knew and I understood um, what the Lord was wanting me to do. And he wanted me to give my life to him. And that's how it all started. Right. So did you, I mean, when you went back to school, like, were you trying to talk about it? Like, did you go through anything like that where like friends weren't Christian and? Oh yeah. So I grew up in a public school um, and it was very big and it was a little rough around the edges, to be honest. Um, I had a lot of friends most of my friends didn't know Christ. And when I returned back to school, I like to call it like I was on this Jesus high all over summer because I was surrounded by a lot of other Christians at church. And I was like, oh yeah, let's like take on the world, share Jesus with everybody. And I remember I got to school and I kind of like, I kind of hit a wall in the excitement because I was excited and I did share, uh, I did share my beliefs and stuff and I'm very much the kind of person of like, I stand up for what I believe in no matter what you're not going to convince me otherwise. Right. Um, and I remember going and I, my friends kind of did think it was a little weird. Some of them were like, Oh, that's so cool. But I remember going back and seventh grade year was okay. But eighth grade year was really hard because I felt like nobody understood. I was proclaiming like, his name. And I was saying like all the great things he was doing, but I remember I would come home crying because I would have people teasing me because I didn't curse. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did. I would, yeah. I didn't curse. And I would ask some of my friends around me. I'd been like, Hey, can you like tone it down whenever I'm around? I just really, it just hurts me to like hear this painful, like language. Yeah. And even my friends would like curse God. And I'd just be like, Hey, can you, yeah. I, can you just tone it down whenever I'm yeah. around? And I got made fun of for it. And I was like, yeah. oh, it was so hard. But then at the same time, I found peace in knowing that what I was doing was right. Right. Yeah. I think also like you start at an early age to kind of realize like who, who you are meant to be around and not be around and who your friends really are. You know what I mean? Like the ones that kind of yeah. respect your beliefs and don't do some of that stuff. But it's so crazy to hear about cursing in eighth grade. I'm like, whoa. 
Um, I went to Catholic school in eighth grade, so there definitely wasn't that <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, my high school and my middle school, like I said, it was rough around the edges. The cursing was one of the least of our concerns at that time. Yeah. What activities were you in in middle school? Like when did theater start? So theater for me started um, in fifth grade. So it was right at the end of my elementary school career, I guess you say. (laughs) (laughs) But I've always been into performing ever since I was like three years old. Uh, I started dance then and I've always been into performing. But I remember... Yeah, it's just so fun. I've mm-hmm. always loved just being up on stage. And when I was little, I'd always get in front of my family and just perform. And I remember in elementary school, I they started a drama club and some of my friends were in it. So I was like, I'll go for it. And uh, we had our first musical and it was my first audition ever. And we were doing Annie. And I remember I went in the audition room and I was just like, I went audition for everything, like all the way down to like the dog in it, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I just want to be a part of the show. I just want something. And I went through the audition process as just a little tiny fifth grader. And I remember the next day I showed up to school and everyone was congratulating me and I didn't know what they were congratulating me about. And I looked over at my friend, I was like, why? are they congratulating me? I don't understand why everyone's like, good job. Yeah. And they were like, Finley, you didn't hear? And I was like, no. And they said, you got Annie. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was really neat just because from my first audition, I was very fortunate to land the lead. <laughs> so did you, about. when did you start singing? I guess you were already singing at that point. I, I really just sang and the choir in my elementary school. I mean, oh, okay. we would just have music class once a week and I just went and sang there. Right. And that's just really how it started. I didn't really ever start officially singing. It was just a hobby of mine, right. I guess. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it was so cool. And so, so then it started from there. And then I, for sixth and seventh grade, I was really busy and I was into like other activities at the time. But I always knew that I wanted to go back to theater. So I ended up going back into theater my eighth grade year. And ever since then, I've been stuck. (laughs) That's great. So then eighth grade ended middle school for you in Birmingham? Yes. So middle school was sixth through eighth. And then as soon as I hit ninth grade, that was high school. Okay. So then in high school, you were probably a total theater nerd. Or did you do other activities? Uh, I did other activities. but like what I was known for was theater. Like people would not even remember my name. Sometimes they would just call me by my character's names because they just knew that that's what I did. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That happened a lot. (laughs) So did you have any sort of faith struggles in high school or like, what was the content of your high school? Cause I know that my high school, the content was a little shaky. (laughs) Yeah. So I was very fortunate. Overall, the content was pretty good. Um, our principal would like for for a period of time, our principal limited like stuff like language and even kissing. Uh, one show we had like four kissing scenes, and after that show, he was like, "We're not going to do that anymore." 
So we actually had pretty good content. We did uh, shows like Hairspray, High School Musical, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Um, we did Footloose and Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I um, It was so fun. That was my freshman year. But yeah. we did those musicals, and then we did two plays. But overall, we didn't really do anything dark. I know that you're super into, like, dark plays. Yeah. But we seriously did a lot of upbeat stuff. And if there was a lot of language, like I remember in little shop, we had to kind of tone it down a little bit. So thankfully, um, I was very fortunate to go to a public school where they were sensitive about that. So a struggle in my faith journey that I had was my freshman year of high school, um, in ninth grade. And, uh, I, felt like I was pretty strong in my faith. And then I had my grandfather pass away and I felt like I was the one in my family that was to be strong for everybody. I didn't want anybody else to see me sad or else I felt like, I felt like I'd make others sad. So I bottled up all my feelings and I didn't really allow myself to mourn. And it led me down a deep path of anxiety. And I've always been a worry wart, but uh, I never experienced anxiety like that of where I always constantly felt like I couldn't breathe and I never got sleep. I remember that I would go to school, go to rehearsals, and then I'd come back home, do homework, and then get ready for bed. And as soon as I'd lay in bed, I'd have an anxiety attack and I'd just be up all night long and I'd get like an hour of sleep. And then I do it all over again. Wow. And I was living my life in fear of just everything. There was nothing that I looked and I was like, I am fearful of this. I just remember I lived life afraid of failure and afraid to let anybody down, afraid to let anybody know that I was even struggling with anxiety. So none of my friends, I would go to rehearsals and I wouldn't tell anybody that I was dealing with this. And I remember I just was thinking like, God, do you see this? Like, do you see me struggling with this? And I dealt with it for about four months, just constantly. And thankfully the Lord helped me. My mom was always there for me and she would talk with me. And my, my mom really helped get me through it. And God used her in an amazing way, um, to help me overcome my anxiety. But, uh, it really just taught me God was there for me through it all. I couldn't feel him, but I feel like in a way going through that helped teach me that your faith shouldn't be based on emotion. I didn't feel God. I didn't feel peace. I didn't feel it, but I had to rely on just trusting and knowing that he is there despite me not feeling him there. And, uh, it eventually got better I eventually started to feel that peace once I started trusting and knowing like, okay, God, you are going to get me through the day. I'm not strong enough to do this myself. And the moment that I started doing that, it's just slowly went away. And I remember at one point I told my mom, I was like, I, everyone would call me like happy go lucky Finley. And they would call me the happiest person they knew. And I remember one day I just told my mom and I was like, I don't feel like myself anymore. And I was like, I, I just don't, I don't feel like the person God made me to be. And then once I got through that, 
uh, I remember the same year I looked at my mom and I was like, I finally feel like me again. I finally like find joy in my relationship with the Lord. And I felt stronger. And I, I was so thankful that I went through that because it gave me opportunities to help other people that deal with anxiety. And it just helped me with my testimony to reach out to more people. (laughs) Right. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I just had a conversation with, um, another teacher, but it was about, it's hard. Uh, I'm guess I'm, I'm wondering, did you at any point reach, like, I don't know how close you were to your high school director and stuff like that, but I feel like I'm very close to my students, but it's not until after they graduate that I hear that they struggled in high school. I never, never knew anything about any struggles in high, you know what I mean? And for me, it's heartbreaking because I'm like, why didn't you tell me? You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, like, did you, what was your thought process there? Obviously you leaned heavily on your mom and she kind of helped you to, um, to trust in, trust in God to, to lead you out of that. But did you, was there a fear to tell anyone else? You don't go to, it wasn't a, so I think for us at a Christian school, they feel there's that, again, that need to feel perfect and that need to feel like they're the perfect Christian and that Christians like, and so I, I think they kind of put that on us too, saying that that's what we want. And I don't like, I wish that I wish I knew all of their problems so that I could stand next to them, um, and walk with them through that. But were you nervous to tell your director or anyone else or what was that process like? So at the time I loved my theater director and I was close to him, but I wasn't close to him on like a level where I could just talk about some of my struggles. Since I was a freshman, I still was fairly new to the department. So it was like, I could joke around with him and I could hang out with him in his office and hang out with him in his classroom and skip lunch just to talk with him. But it wasn't, it wasn't that deep of a relationship. However, eventually I did, he retired. And then my junior year of high school, I did get a theater director where I felt like I could just tell everything to her. Her name's Valerie Lemons. And she is a person that I really owe to me, like pursuing theater in college. Um, because I remember my dad actually was diagnosed with cancer in July, 2017. And I had my anxiety kind of come back because I was like, what's going to happen? Am I going to have a dad by graduation? Yeah. And, um, I remember she was the first person I ran to Yeah. and I just poured my heart out to her. So I was very thankful that I eventually did have a theater director who believed in me, believed in my art and believed in my talent. And she, I could just pour my heart out to her and she'd be there for me. Right. And I was very thankful for that. Um, but my fellow students at the time, I think you're still trying to maneuver high school and you're trying to figure out like the whole, I, again, I was a freshman. You're trying to maneuver like all these upperclassmen looking down on the freshies. And I didn't really feel comfortable because 
I think I should have, but at the same time, I felt like there was a lot of upperclassmen looking down on me because I was a freshman. I remember my first audition in high school, I had an upperclassman literally come up to me and some of my friends and they were like, you're not going to get a role because you're freshman. And then little did you know, the majority of the cast was freshmen. So, (laughs) but I just didn't feel comfortable then, but I eventually grew to become comfortable. So then you went to Samford and I have heard that it's while it, you know, that they do things really well there, but that it can be a little like eye opening, um, some of the content. Um, did you struggle with that? I know that, you know, Zoe kind of talked a little bit about that, but what were your thoughts when you moved from, um, high school into college? So, um, as of content, I, my freshman year, I didn't really feel, I felt comfortable with content. Um, but I recently did actually have to back out of a callback that I got recently just because I didn't feel comfortable with some of the content. I think Sanford does a good job of overall having good content, especially for their main stage shows where it's like mostly family friendly. However, with like some of the underground shows, you do get more risque stuff. Um, so that was one thing that I kind of struggled with is because I was worried. I'm like, I want to be a part of a show so bad, but I don't want to compromise my beliefs in order to be in a show. Can you, if I'm not like, sorry, can you yeah, completely talk through that thought process? Cause I think that like, yeah. that is a huge step to take in theater world. Um, you know, it's, we've talked about it before on the show where it's, it's very hard to back out because you feel like you're going to be thought less of, or that you're not going to get cast in that person's show again or whatever. Um, and I know it's a little different backing out because of like faith issues and stuff, but, um, but I think that that's a huge fear of some people like not feeling where they could do that. You know what I mean? And, and at what point, yeah, I just want to hear all about that. Like, at what point um, did you read the script ahead of time? Like, how did you know that was in there? Like, just kind of take us through that whole thing. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to, one, know the director. I was familiar with her. She was, uh, she's a friend of mine. And she sent out a warning to everyone that uh, got a call back that there was, like, strong language and a lot of strong themes and uh, she sent out the script before the callback. And I read the script to see how it was. And after I read it, I just saw like, there was a lot of language that I was just not comfortable with. And there were some scenes in the show that I was like, ooh, this is not something that I want to do. And you know, it was what, very- What was the language? Sorry for interrupting. Like, I'm like, I want to know everything. Like, was- Go for it. Was the language more like just random cuss words or was it something like, you know, having to do with God? Like, was it, you know, taking his name yeah, in vain? So it, had, it had GD a lot throughout it and it had the F word very frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know I sound like a middle schooler being like, it had no, the F word, funny. but yeah. like yeah. that is some of the content and it didn't have like just here or there. It was like all throughout the show. And I let her know straight forward. I was like, I I don't feel comfortable with saying this language. And so 
I let her know right before the callback that, and then when I read more of the show, there was just some very intense themes of like, my character would have been raped and discussing about sexual assaults and stuff like that. And it just put me a little uncomfortable while I do think those topics are like super important to talk about. Um, it was just something where I was like, I'm, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not there. And I just told her up front, I said, Hey, I just don't think I'm a fit. I remember for the first time ever, I kind of read the show and while it was a good show, I just wasn't passionate about it. And it was something that I looked and I was like, I need to click with my character because if I don't connect with my character whatsoever, I'm just not going to do it justice. And so I just let her know after I read the full script is I told her, I was like, I don't feel comfortable with saying the language. And I said, and I just don't really feel comfortable with playing this character. And I said, uh, thank you for like the opportunity, but I'm just going to have to pass. I just don't think I'm a good fit. And I think it's important as uh, a performer to like set these standards of like, if I'm not comfortable with this, then it's okay to back out. And she was completely understanding too. I think Sanford does a great job of like asking if you're comfortable with it and then understanding if you're not. Um, But it was just a situation where I was like, I, I'm just not good. If I'm not passionate about a show, why just be in a show just to be in one? Yes. I really, really want to be in it, but if I'm not going to put my heart and soul into it, then why do it? So do you think that that would have been different if you had to ask a, or tell a like professor or someone, you know, that's a student directed show who is like your friend. And and obviously that friend already knew that there potentially could be an issue. So it was a little bit easier, but if it had been a main stage show, do you think you would have had a rougher time? And do you think it would have affected your future there, like with getting into shows? Um, I think, I think it honestly depends on which director I'd be approaching. Um, overall, like I said, Sanford, since it is a Christian university, a lot of the directors are understanding, even if they're professors. Um, but I think it really just depends on the director's vision. Some directors I think are really flexible and are like, yeah, I totally think you could do this role without saying the intense language. I think you could keep the intensity of it without doing using explicitives or explicative, whatever the word is without using curse words. Right. And, uh, I think it just depends. And yeah, I think I'd be more intimidated to come out and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I just don't feel like I'm a fit for this. But at the same time, I have to stay true to myself and knowing that I'm not going to be the best for that role if that's their vision. Right. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in an awkward position. So I'm like, okay, how about I just spend like five minutes of awkward telling this director, I don't feel (laughs) comfortable than rather spend a month of awkward preparing for the show that I'm like, I don't feel ready for this. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's a, it's, it leaves it open for someone else who really does feel connected to that role to be able to tell their story through it. So that's really awesome. Do you have any advice for anyone coming into a theater program? Um, obviously, so what what grade are you in? I am a rising junior. Okay, so so you've been through it for a little bit. What what kind of advice do you have for a theater freshman who's coming into a program? 
um, like Samford's that is well-rounded and has, you know, they've got really great um, ethics in that respect, but also, you know, there's, it gives you the opportunity to be able to say yes or no to certain things and, and learn before you hop into the real world. Um, so what kind of advice do you have for a freshman coming into that? Honestly, the, I'm going to give advice that I wish I had coming into coming into the college theater scene is I came into it feeling like I had something to prove that I had to prove that I was good, especially since I'm not a theater major, I'm a theater minor and I didn't have to audition to be a part of the program or anything. I was I just signed up as a minor and that was it and they accepted me and I was just like I felt like that since everyone else here had to audition that I had to prove that I was good. And it led me down a path to like comparing my talent with others to putting some of my worth in if I got a call back or if I got a role. And it led me to feel very fearful, honestly. Right. I was just always full of anxiety over like, was I good enough? Did I do okay? Am I really talented? And I wish someone would have just told me, look, it is okay to fail. (laughs) I think sometimes I overthought everything so much that I, hold on. I feel like I would overthink things and over try so much and put so much pressure on myself on a single performance that it led myself to crack. And I wish someone could have just told me to take a deep breath, breathe. You are okay. You are talented. You're here for a reason. And it's okay to, it's okay to fail. It's okay to mess up. You just got to pick yourself back up, go back in that audition room and just kill it. Mm-hmm.